So the side hustle's going quite well. You're making some money, things are starting to happen, but you're getting squeezed because you're trying to run a business and you've got a full-time job. How do you know when is the right time to quit and go all in on the side hustle? Welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series. That is the discussion today. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Christina, welcome back. What's been going on? How are you? Uh, How's life? Hi, Alan. I'm good. I've been focusing on mastering overwhelm. (laughs) last conversation. Yes. Yeah. We left with uh, three things, didn't we? The someday maybe list, the choose the one thing you're doing tomorrow, and then being a little bit nicer to yourself. Um, How have you been getting on with that? Really good, actually, because since our conversation and then also just trying to make a conscious effort to break things down into smaller pieces and Mm. to actually prioritize. I think I told you like a lot of my overwhelm comes from this like I treat everything like it's an emergency. Everything's a fire. So actually looking at things and being like, okay, what needs to get done now and what can wait? And like making those lists of like, oh, this would be nice. And then now I've actually put them down. We talked about Microsoft OneNote. So I actually put things down that I like (gasps) the someday maybe or the would be really good to do soonishly, but not really, you know, like if I don't do it today or this week, no one's going to come after me kind of stuff. (laughs) <laughs> so how regularly do people come after you <laughs> um not not often <laughs> but i do try to be really on top of deadlines as yes. far as you know if i told someone or a client especially if i was going to do something and thin a deadline i come from a family that's chronically late and so it is really stressful it adds stress being late and behind on stuff and i was behind on everything my whole life, like school, I was always behind on, you know, turning in assignments. And so it just is like a cycle I've really worked hard to break. But I think, you know, sometimes I go too far the other direction. Mm. So yes, yeah. So I'm trying to actually look at things and be like, okay, what is the priority? What isn't? And then I have trouble breaking things down into small bites of small steps. Like I go, oh, well, if I can't do this whole thing right now, then why do it at all? It's going to take me four hours or I'm not even sure how long it's going to take. I just bail out. So I've been working on, we talked about setting like one thing a day and making it like an hour or so ish. So if it's something I know is a longer project, I'm just trying to like break it down into smaller bites or steps. I love that. Yeah. Pick a piece and just take that one piece and get going. And then it's quite incredible when you get going, you actually go, well, I can just do the next bit. Yeah. (laughs) And then you end up making lots of progress. Yeah. So I've been prioritizing the marketing thing. So I've spent, that's one of the things, because sometimes the research of finding the people you want to reach out to, it takes a while. And then the writing of the emails is, I never feel like they're really amazing, but I know it's better to like do something imperfectly and just do it than dwell and rewrite and rewrite. But I did do some rewrites to my email series, but I've created all seven now. So I have like the whole series of seven. I want to do 10, but that's like a stretch goal. I figured like get the seven done. So they're 
they're done. And then, you know, also if we work with the copywriter, I could just send him what I have in an entire package, one document instead of this whole mess. And I have it linked to OneNote, so that's even better. Uh, Wonderful. And yes. Then, <laughs> and we had Eric Finnegan, the copywriter, came on the main podcast. So I've got that episode to share with you shortly. And Ooh. then he's going to join us on a call to work through your marketing emails to take them to the next level. Because I always think it's interesting when you get an expert's opinions, they can help you see things you just miss sometimes. So I'm very excited to do that. And yeah, that was part of my thinking today was, where are we with the business? What's going on? And is it time to do that? Yeah, so I have everything figured out for my like initial seven. Like I have the whole series created now, which is good because I was just kind of before like doing it when I needed it. But I feel a lot more confident, you know, staying on schedule with the emailing if I have them all just kind of preset and ready to go. Mm, yes. So yeah, it's been good just over the last two weeks. I obviously had to prioritize client stuff. But on top of that, I tried to work in a little like I tried to do two. like, okay, this is the priority for deadlines. But like, what is the one thing I can do each day on top of that to help, you know, get new work or get things moving along. So it was kind of like, okay, you're going to sit down and you're going to create seven outlines for these marketing emails. You're just going to create them. It could be copy paste, whatever, but it, you just have to do it. And then I go back in the next day and, you know, do a little more work, do a little. So I broke it down. And then there's other things on that. Like I took a day where I took an hour on Instagram, just adding drafts to stuff that I can have ready, auto-loaded to post, that kind of things. Cool. I love that. And now, you know, I'm going to ask this question because yeah. a couple of episodes ago, we spoke about potentially speaking to the boss and handing in your notice. And then the overwhelm came. We got sidetracked. Have you had any more thoughts on that? I have. So <laughs> I have. I, I there was of, some reticence in your voice there. I love it. I think about it a lot. Um, so as I've been kind of like working on these techniques and like prioritizing better because also it's like I don't prioritize in that job well you know I feel like mm. everything has to be done now and I don't know how to say no so I've been working on changing how I react in that job which has actually shifted everything to where you know I don't want to necessarily do it but it's not as big of a deal as it was before you know I, I'm balancing cool. things better because I've, yes. I've been working on restructuring not just how I handle my business, but I've been trying to apply these lessons to everything in my life. Create I love like, that. a habit, you know? That's exactly what you should do is how you treat one thing is how you treat everything. And you're absolutely right. If you can use the same skills in the job, in life, in your business, it makes so much difference. So much difference. So that's great. But that's obviously reduced the... So there's two motivators for doing anything. There's pain and there's pleasure. Right. And that's reduced the pain of staying within the job. Uh, so yeah. there's no pressure to leave currently. Not as much, but it still is boring and doesn't bring me joy. So, <laughs> you know. Is boredom enough of a reason to leave? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's other competing factors as well, like finances. Yeah. Uh, but I felt like we had a chat about the finances last time and you had enough coming in 
through your side business, the marketing business, to be able to cover that and to keep going. So it felt like finances were in a state where, and has that changed over the last three, four weeks since we had that chat? I'm still fairly confident that financially I would be okay. I think I'm just also very conservative in my risk taking. <laughs> um, so I think there's just a lot of fear of doing it. And I think, I don't know if I mentioned this before, because, you know, I have a background bartending, working in restaurants and stuff. And I always, in the past, now, mind you, I never had kind of this much success with a, any business endeavor and ever jumped off. But I always had that thing in the back of my mind, like, oh, if I if I jump out and do this thing, or if I do something and I, I want to go all for it, and I quit whatever I'm doing, I have this fallback, you know, I can always pick up a bartending shift here or there, mm. you know, that whole safety net is gone in COVID, which I think is ultimately good, because I think it's easy to just cling to safety. So it's probably better that I can't just say, oh, well, I could go bartend if this doesn't work out because it doesn't really push you. But maybe I need to push myself out of this. Well, it's interesting. Does the motivation come from inside or does the motivation come from outside? The reason I started my business this time around, uh, my training business, was I got fired. Right. And the motivation came from outside. I got shoved. And then you're thinking, ah, do I get another job I don't want? I can't find a job. I'll just do it. I'll start the business and I'll make it happen. But my motivation actually came from outside. And yeah, I think there's mitigating the risks, seeing you've got enough money coming in, having a nice book of business built up, being confident. And then there is an element of at some stage, you've just got to go for it. I guess one question to ask is, even if it went hideously and we didn't earn any money from the marketing business at all, how long could you survive? Um, I think, so we had gone over this before. I think I have eight to 10 months. And do you think you could get another job within eight to 10 months if the worst came to the worst? Oh, definitely. So what's the risk? <laughs> I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm definitely not pushing either yeah. way because I think there is a lot of power in building the business alongside. There will come a stage where you go, I've just got to do it. And maybe what we actually should do is focus on the marketing emails, focus on working with Eric on improving those, winning more business. And actually that will increase your confidence as you see more coming in. And maybe that's where we should focus first. Yeah. I think you've already done the work to minimize the downside of leaving. Yeah. And I mean, I've been working in my job to make because when I started working for these folks, everything is a disorganized mess and it still is. But I'm trying to like, as I go along, put things in a better place so that when I leave, you know, it's a better transition and it won't be, you know, that makes me, that, that makes me feel better. It's for me, really. I mean, it's for them, for me, uh, so, <laughs> um, but it makes it easier for me. But I, I have a kind of an unofficial in mind that like definitely by the first of the new year, like that's when I want to. I get really nervous about the holidays and I've got, um, I'm working on an issue with my car and I kind of would like to get that hammered out before I leave security, I suppose. It's uh, not passing smog, which in your country is MOTS, but yeah. Oh yes, the MOT. Yeah. yeah so <laughs> it needs some yeah. work. 
We've been going back and forth on trying to get that handled. So I feel like I'd like to get that done and then, you know, maybe get through the holidays. But I I was like, I really don't want to, you know, I really want to, the new year, I really want to kind of make that my unofficial deadline for myself. Well, I think that sounds so great. Whatever, I think that sounds yeah. great. Whatever I need to do over the next month and a half to, you know, build that confidence. So what do you think you need to have in place to be able to make that jump at the first of the new year and to be able to go full out? What are the things we need to do and have ready? I think from a confidence point of view is getting a client off of the email marketing would be really helpful to me. Just mindset wise, because like I said, lots of my work comes from referrals, which is really great. And I hope that keeps going. But I think to prove to myself that I can get other, you know, clients, other work just off of this outreach, it will like bolster that confidence and not internal knowledge that, oh, hey, I can go out and get clients this way. And if it's going slow, and I have free time, like I can go out and get more. I love that. I think that's a great goal. So that is something we should focus on. I will organize the next session with Eric and let's start down that route because we've made great progress. I think we've just taken a pause for a few weeks and we can then hit back at it. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, confidence, let's win a client from the email marketing so that you know you can get it. That'll give you massive confidence. What else needs putting in place? We need to fix the car. Yeah. The car is a big thing for me because you know, I'd hate to just give up on it and then buy a new one and et cetera, et cetera, because either way, you know, that will hit the emergency fund that I have. Yes. So, you know, I think that's, that's a big thing for me, which should be handled this month. It's at the shop now. So they're on it. There's nothing else for you to do. We're just waiting for them to get to it. Yeah. I mean, they're, they've been working on it like on and off. We've been, you know, I've been, I'll test drive it and then let them know what happened. And, you know, so it's been kind of an active process over the last week. So. Wow. How, how old is this car? Uh, it's 18 years old. No. Oh, yeah. So it's going to have its 18th birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> it can smoke or whatever, car, or whatever cars want to do. <laughs> but it can't drink in America. Nope. It needs to stay <laughs> off the to booze. Head over to Europe. Um, <laughs> so we've got confidence getting a client. We're going to fix the car. What needs to happen in the getting your job in the right place to hand it over? Is there anything specific you need to do to feel comfortable that, okay, my job's in the right place. I can say to them, I'm leaving. Here's what you need. I have one specific project that I would like to finish up. But for the most part, just getting things organized as I go. Because every time I like Mm. look into, you know, I look something up, it's like, whole mess. So I just kind of make sure, you know, we have the software, you can add notes and you could put like what's going on, with you know, the history of a place and no one's done that. So, you know, it's kind of like a surprise for me every time I get into something, which is really, <laughs> really pleasant. <laughs> and no one seems to know about it. But, you know, I've just been making sure as I go along that I add those notes, I get everything documented, which I think will help a lot in the long run. Cool. Now, is there anything else that needs putting in place so that we're ready? Because it feels like the plan is let's get everything lined up. So come 2021, you're full in on your business and we're away. Is there anything else? We've got confidence. We've got the car. We've got the job. What else? What else might stop us? 
I mean, I think that barring an act of God or something dramatic, there's nothing else really, anything else I would say is just something I'm making up to, you know, cling to, if that makes sense. It does, definitely, definitely. It's always good to get those objections out of the way with, though, uh, to say them out of loud and then to go, okay, like that isn't a real one. It's always good to get them out of the way with because we kind of want to help ourselves feel confident so that we're ready to do it. And I think you've got three good criteria. If you're happy that that's the criteria, put the job in order, fix the car, win a client by email, that's what we need to do. And you're happy. It's just helping yourself know that if I do these things, I can feel confident that I'm ready to start. Yeah, I think getting the client by that way will be a big help. Like I could go on a list of like crazy things that have already popped into my mind that I could make up to keep myself from progressing. But like I said, I I realize (laughs) I realize that it's just it's that fight or flight. It's a like fear, you know, fear aversion in your brain. It's like, no, no, here's some really crazy reasons that we think you shouldn't, you know, jump off the cliff. Yeah, don't do it. We just need to have one more revision of the website. We just need to have one yeah. more version of this. We just, you know, don't do it. And it's so easy. And it's fear. It's fear. We've all done it. I have definitely done it. And I go, I just need to do this before I do it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we have the seven yeah. marketing emails ready, which we'll send to Eric and I'll organize the next session. We have the goal of the first of the new year. And we have the three things we need to do, the winning the client, the fixing the car, and the lining yes. up the job. And then we're away. Yes, to a whole new scary world. Okay, I like this. I like, that's a good like timeline <laughs> for me too. I love that. So is there anything else that I can help you with this session? What else is going on? What else needs tackling? How else can no, I No, I mean, you? honestly, our last conversation was... I mean, everything that I get from you is amazingly helpful. But our last conversation with learning about OneNote and just working on breaking down and just choosing like one thing a day to focus on has been really huge. I felt like my productivity has been really great over the last couple of weeks because I I sit down the night before and I set that all in my calendar. Like, what's the one thing going to be? And, you know, what are some other things that maybe I'll get to? And the thing is, once I have it set out and I have time blocked out for it, I'm actually finishing quicker than I had originally set for myself. And I think it's just because, you know, I set the time to sit down, not be distracted by everything and and do it. So, (laughs) yeah, I love that. And I love that it's working. This is awesome. And this is why we do it. Building a business is a process. And you work on the marketing and then you feel overwhelmed and then you work on the overwhelmed and you work on that and you go, okay, right, we've got some prioritization, we're feeling good. And then we go back to the marketing and then we go to the next step. And there's always another challenge to work on. There's always a next bit, but that's what makes business so exciting. And it's a process over time building these things. And I think you're making incredible progress on this. I mean, this this year has been... This year has been crazy, but for me personally, it's been really incredible just growth wise, you know, being forced to try new challenges, make new choices and and go out of my comfort zone on these projects I've been doing and, you know, just seeing a niche form for myself and going with it. 
because, you know, at the beginning of the year, I was like, I'm going to, you know, get out of the bar world. I'm never going to see a cocktail again unless I'm drinking it. And then, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden, like my, uh, my passion of photography, like, and my experience consulting on beverage stuff is all kind of combined, which is amazing. And then having the opportunity to work with you, it's, it's really been um, an amazing amount of progress. So it's been really cool, regardless of the disaster this year is. So. <laughs> yes, lots of people have been talking about how bad 2020 yeah. has been. But I'd have to say there's always, you can always find a gem of progress, something that's gone right. And at any given moment, you can choose to focus yeah. on what's missing or what's been good. And I love that you're focusing on what's been good and how you've made progress. And we might have missed some trips to some restaurants and there has been genuine heartache and pain yeah. for a lot of people. We've still got to focus on what yeah. we can do next. I did see I did see one Excellent. thing that I really loved. Someone had said when the lockdown started, all your habits, everything has changed. So why not take this time when all your habits are kind of out the window to create new habits that you like? What did you want to change? Like now's the time because, you know, you're kind of from a blank canvas in a way. I love that. Yeah, you're exactly right. And Katie and I have started oh. doing a burpee challenge. Oh, have you ever done a burpee? Yeah, they are the most ridiculously painful exercise and the quickest way to destroy me. But our target, we did a thousand oh, no. last month. So we did 1000 burpees. And this month we've upped it to 1200 burpees. And that habit is starting so like to be ingrained. 40 a day. Uh, although <laughs> it's 40 a day. Oh. My legs are not enjoying it at points. But that habit of staying fit, healthy, active is giving me the energy to do the other stuff. And it, you're right. You can build. It's incredible what you can build yeah. out of daily habits. You know, the crazy thing about a burpee is they never get easier. You can just do more. <laughs> Yes, I feel like they still hurt. I can just yeah. keep going longer, yeah. just in more pain. But good for you. That's awesome. Excellent. Yes, I will enjoy <laughs> more pain coming up this month. Yay, pain. So you can drink beer. Uh, yay, pain. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my case, eat pizza. Um, but I have learned that you can't no, out-train a bad diet. I've been trying <laughs> for many, many years, and I've still not uh. succeeded. So let's organize the next time to chat. And I will organize okay. the time with Eric. If you could send Eric the seven emails plus a few details about who your market is, that would be great. And I'll introduce you by email and uh, we'll organize the time. And let's set that as the target, which I love. So let's win the first piece of business from the email marketing and let's get out there and get you okay. that client. Sounds great. The decision to quit your job and go full-time on your side hustle is really about confidence. It's about confidence in your business, your income, and your ability to take things where you want them to go. Because if you're quitting a job to do a side hustle, you need a certain amount of money to live. You need to pay your mortgage. You need to pay your bills, unless you're financially independent. But you get what I mean. You need to buy food. You need to look after the kids. And your side hustle needs to generate that money for you to be able to quit. As we discussed in this episode, there's kind of three main criteria that I think will help you to think this through. Number one, are there sales coming in? Is there a good order book of sales coming up? Do you have business lined up for the next six months, 12 months? Do you know where the money's coming from? 
How do you feel? Are you confident in your sales and marketing ability? Do a sales review. So do a projection month by month from this point. How much money do you have coming in? How much money could you bring in? Are you confident in your sales ability to get that money to come in? Because if you're going to try and replace your job's income with your side hustle, this is going to help you see where you need to improve or feel confident in moving on. So that's number one is sales. Number two is finance. Do you have a good financial runway? Because let's be honest, things happen. So if you're going to quit that job and go full time on your side hustle, have some runway, have six, 12 months, have some time so that you know you can do it. And please don't do what so many people have done before. I know this because I did it as well, but every entrepreneur I seem to coach says, well, I've got a year's runway, so I'm going to spend time developing the product. And I could tear my hair out because I know what's going to happen. And it happened recently with one gentleman I was speaking to. He said, I'm just going to focus on the product, focus on the product. And I'm telling him to sell, 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 sell to start with, then build the product they want. At least, you know, you've got money coming in. But what everyone does is focus on the product or getting things perfect or making it right or the branding or whatever it is. And five months go by and six months go by and nine months go by and they start to think, oh, it's coming to the end of my year. I should start to sell. And as they start to think about it and gear up, sales don't happen instantly. I mean, you've been on this journey with Christina. Sales don't come instantly. It takes time to build up. It takes time to create the connections out of nothing. You're literally building connection out of nothing and selling to people. That takes time. It's not like you just put a website out and the sales come tomorrow. You've got to do the marketing and the work and create the connection and build. And your average person gets to 11 months through their 12-month runway and then they panic. They're going to run out of money next month. Know your runway, know how long you've got, and then plan never to use it. (laughs) Sell immediately, earn the money from the start that you need to live so that you never dig into that runway or that emergency fund. That's the key. So put yourself in a good financial position, know how long you've got, and then plan never to use it. And the final criteria is, how do you feel about life? Are you on top of your world? Are you on top of your job? Are you on top of what you're doing? Is there anything you think I need to get this done first? Like get a pen and paper out now, make a list. What needs to happen? What needs to be fixed? What needs to be right before you jump and do the side hustle full time? So there's three criteria that will help you to make that choice. Sales, finance, and your feeling of what needs to be done first. The takeaway I would love you to take from this episode are those criteria and that planning the one thing you want to do the night before actually works. Christina's feedback on the tip from last week's episode was excellent. It works. So today, think about what you want to do tomorrow. What's the one thing? If you could get that done, you'd feel happy. You'd feel like you'd made progress and then do it first thing in the morning. And if you do that every day, It's incredible what progress you'll make. Maybe try it for a week and see how you go. I'd love to know how you're getting on. I'd love to know how your business is going. Drop me a message. Tell me what's happening. And please put your energy into building the life you actually want. Good luck. Go get them. Rebel Entrepreneur out. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. 
Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.